guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Pat O. Pat O. Something interesting happened. Uh, I uh, was on a Facebook group, and uh, somebody asked about conspiracies. So, of course, I'm a shameless hack and a sellout, and I plug our show okay. to these people. And it was a very large thread of about, oh, I mean, so far, it garnered like 300 comments. Lots of people talking about different conspiracies they liked. I'm like, hey, if you like conspiracies, you know, listen to the show sometime. We talk about them sometimes, you know. And uh, the first com- the first person that commented in response was somebody complaining that they couldn't even get it, make it into three minutes into the show because we were just talking about our weekend. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> um, you know, and, and of course I had to explain to that person, well, you know, that's usually what people like about the show is, you know, from what I hear, I hear you guys really enjoy you know kind of feeling like you're a part of the conversation and it having the uh personal vibe to it um and and whatnot uh and i kind of like that too i mean that was the reason why i i did the show in the first place was because i wanted a way to where i didn't have to fucking be professional where i didn't have to fucking be you know boring or you know yeah educate but i could just be me and i could just enjoy being me and it was a it was a way for me to connect with you guys that listen and so i feel like having these little slices of life you know can be important of course when they're not uh you know i don't tell you about every time that you know i ate an apple but you know (laughs) i understand but um with that being said um if you can't listen to the show because we we talk about our weekend for about the first five to ten minutes then you know you should probably turn it off now so with that being said pat how was your weekend wow that's kind of you put me under some pressure now <laughs> <I kinda, laughs> you better have something good to say damn it <laughs> you know actually well it is it is the only thing i was going to talk about is is kind of uh, tied into the show and and what people would come to expect from a podcast such as this. I finally finished that judgment of the Nephilim book by Ryan Peterson. Oh yeah, please. Yeah. Right. So that was something that was recommended to me uh, via Twitter and it took, it took me about two weeks to read. It was kind of an ex- a, a big book, like over 400 pages, almost 500 pages. And it's a fairly well thought out scripture based account of the Nephilim's time on earth. And um, you know, it, it, claims that demons are nephilim ghosts uh doesn't directly speak on the cryptid connection but it definitely infers that there could be one and um you know it it kind of i read a lot and the books that i read some of them are you know sometimes if i'm reading like stephen king or something that's a little bit fluffier uh it's just kind of in the background and i'll go through it in about a week and you know, it's something that I do as opposed to watching TV or playing video games at night after work. And then uh, there's a book like this, which it really does kind of feel like homework. And I had to really push myself to read the whole thing. And uh, I'm glad that I'm fucking done with it. I don't want to hear about the Nephilim. I don't want to read about the Nephilim. I immediately uh, finished, the, I finished, finished the book and I immediately went and I ordered that tarot deck. And uh, <laughs> Damien Eccles' book on magic and the occult because I needed something like completely different Just to cleanse your palate. Huh? Right. Like, I, dude, I'm still I I was raised Catholic. I still consider myself a Christian, but like some of this shit is like. And I always liked the Nephilim theories and stuff, the Book of Enoch and and uh, the Anunnaki and all that shit. Um, you know, I've read all the Apocrypha and like those those kind of uh, those side books and stuff. 
I'm familiar with all the conspiracy theories, but you know, uh, the the good Lord has seen fit to bless me with both an above average suspension of disbelief and a grade A bullshit detector. And like <laughs> my bullshit detector was just like, no, 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 I, I couldn't. It, it was too much to read. Uh, all this stuff about fucking giants and, and just the way that they, the way that they tie it into everything. And I don't know. It's it kind of, I guess now granted this is just one book and it's just one theory, Sure. but um, you know, if, if you ever watch um, Darren Aronofsky, who's the director that did mother and Requiem for a dream and the wrestler and some other black swan, he made the uh he's kind of a um he likes the, he's done a couple of religious theme movies sure and he, he's the guy responsible for the noah's ark movie with russell crowe mm-hmm. i don't know if you've ever seen that but um he kind of has his own take on the watchers and the nephilim and, and kind of how they tied into the po- the uh, pre-flood world and uh i kind of dig that a little bit better but I don't know. I don't. I don't think I want to necessarily live in this. I don't want to fully subscribe to this book's worldview about angels and giants and all kinds of shit. So, so you weren't. Uh, you're not into the Nephilim theory. Is that what you're saying? Oh, that they're that the cryptids are somehow um, uh, everything. In the same... Not just cryptids. Aliens, demons, ghosts. Well, everything. yeah. I mean, so that this book. So this book kind of ends on a cliffhanger, and. Um, sets up if there if the if he does a second if he does a follow-up book it would talk more about that especially the alien connection um because the the theory that this man puts forth is that uh the nephilim were responsible for satan trying to corrupt uh the human the human species bloodline and that's why the angels came down and mated with the daughters of man and they were trying to ruin that, uh, you know, the, the the lineage from Adam and Eve in the garden and all that stuff. And uh, they were defeated. Like, that's why the flood happened was to try to purify the bloodline. But that didn't necessarily happen. There was some remnants that were left over in the land of Canaan, Canaanites. And then that's kind of how we later on in the Bible, we have uh king david obviously david and goliath and that's when they were that's when they were wiped out for the most part but then we see the prevalence of demons and familiar spirits in the bible and that is the ghosts of the nephilim and that somehow uh you know and any tampering with mankind's genetic makeup has some kind of connection back to the nephilim and satan's plan to prevent uh jesus's return by corrupting the bloodline of man and obviously that kind of depend on what you have what alien abduction accounts you believe in at least and i don't even know so much of this is even in the narrative now but i know in the in the 80s and 90s there was a big emphasis on the alien abduction scenarios and genetic tampering and the collection of uh like like sperm or whatever to like make hybrid humans so you can correlate some stuff there if you believe in that shit and like you could say okay well that if if this is the narrative of the nephilim and then we believe that this is the narrative of the alien abduction experience and and all that stuff that maybe there's a connection between these two and that the the aliens are somehow connected to uh to that which i've heard before too because of the you know the night terrors and 
with the way that people kind of sure. experience these abductions. Um, although it's, it's, and that, and that they're not actually from outer space and stuff that that's just a deception technique, which right. I mean, it depends on what, who you want to believe. Somebody's lying, right? Is it the abductee that's making a bullshit claim or is it the aliens that's telling them that they're from Alpha Centauri or some shit? You know what I mean? Which now we would, we wouldn't necessarily believe. We'd think that they were extra dimensional, not like interstellar or something like that. So like, I don't know. It's, uh. It's one of those things where I'm like, you know what? I don't want to fucking think about this anymore. <laughs> it's just, not, uh, you know, I'll tell you. you there's know, no proof. There's nothing to hint. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. All There's so None. much fucking conjecture. Like, so, I, I yeah. need something. I need something that I can, like, I, give me a video. It's all very, 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 very easy to pick apart. And, you know, that's the problem. I understand that when you subscribe to the idea of a religion or a belief system that um you know it can be very scary to think about the possibilities outwardly because i know that there's people listening to the show that believe in the nephilim theory and i'm not going to i'm not going to knock you because you're a christian i don't give a shit what you believe in to be honest with you however i'm just going to strongly 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 encourage you to actually look into this stuff and not just read this crazy book and not just watch some random youtube video on it i mean really dig into this stuff because there's just absolutely no proof and once you start chasing it it falls apart very quickly. <laughs> well, the one thing I will say about this book is that it quotes scripture a lot, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I, I was never somebody that thought that, uh, even though, like I said, I still consider myself a Christian. I, I don't think that the Bible is a fucking historical textbook. You know what I mean? So the fact right. that you're going to try to prove something happened in history because right. you're quoting a Bible verse doesn't, that doesn't fucking hold up. You know what I mean? That's not irrefutable evidence. Well, it's just, and, and, a, a lot of people agree i mean most people you know that follow the bible agree that the bible is likely the bible that we have today is not even what was originally taught and that the translations have gotten so fucked up we don't even know we don't even know what it originally said right and it's all up for interpretation so therefore you know you, yes you can quote the, the scripture but then look at that scripture and not just that one piece of scripture look at the entire chapter you know it's total if you take it out of context yeah you can make anything sound like anything um but you know and that's something and and again like i said the translations over the years have just been so bad um that i don't even think that whatever this whatever the bible may have been right what well, whatever it was um i don't even think we know anymore so you know there's and yeah and, and i think part of part, another thing that was kind of weighing on my mind too especially towards the end of the book is that i did go on i went on that the arc encounter this summer yes and um and it was insane and, <laughs> yes, which we all my you know i won't get into like what almost happened this weekend but um we like me and my son were like do you want to go do that again like fuck it let's go uh because it was so much fun it was so much fucking fun but uh they I completely know. i mean I yeah I, oh my god i i do i need little get me get me out there and like we will we will totally go i'll probably get kicked out but like i, I want to go why <laughs> for what they don't <laughs> because i'm not i'm gonna pee my pants laughing i'll oh. pee myself in the middle of the art <laughs> well well we're gonna take you to the potty beforehand <laughs> and we'll make sure because i mean i definitely 
I don't know. I don't know how they expect you to react in that thing. Like, are you not supposed to laugh? Like people, like the, the only, I'd say like the, the, the reaction that I saw the most was people were just videotaping everything. Like I was like actually reading and like, you know, I don't know. Anyway, but it, it was interesting to go on that, which was a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of effort spent to do this depiction of, um, Noah's Ark and that whole story and and how much they glanced over the giant aspect of uh of that of you know God trying to wipe out uh the giant the angel human hybrids and the fact that giants walked the earth before then you know what I mean which was the sole purpose of the flood right 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 and I mean and that was that was very peripherally touched upon in the exhibit that they spent a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of thought that went into building that fucking thing. Right. When you spend that much time and that much money, you're spending a, a, an equal amount of thought as well. And that was a very conscious decision that they made. You want to accurately, accurately represent what you think is accurately represent the way that the Ark was built. But you don't want to actually represent the motives for building it in the first place. Like that to me, like was very, very odd. And reading this book as well is like, wow, there's some people that'll go through all, that are that are that hardcore devout. The Bible is like a is a history book Christians where they're going to build a fucking replica of the ark. And they don't even want to touch this Nephilim bullshit with a 10 foot pole. Right. Well, so, that's true. Right. Like, and that's why I'm reading this book about it. And I'm like, man, there are, there are Christians that will, that, that are really deep into this, that are, that are really drinking the fucking Kool-Aid that don't know anything about this stuff. Yeah. That really don't. My grandma probably, you know, who, who was a, a French Catholic woman went her whole entire life and probably didn't know shit about fucking angel giant hybrid stuff. Like, you know what I mean? So there's uh, and that, and she went to church back when like they delivered the mass in Latin. Um, and, and didn't know anything about this. So it's so interesting to see how some people, their whole concept of Christianity, what they have going around in their head, how much it's tied into this this uh, aspect of the story. Yeah, right. And how there's other people that don't even know about it. Don't even know about this aspect of the Bible and the story of creation. And then there's the people, like the Ark Encounter people in the middle, that know about it. Know, like, okay, we know that this is part of the story, but don't even want to touch it. Just try to suppress it. Or maybe not suppress it, but just sweep it under the rug as like, oh, that was just colorful uses of language. Well, it's and that's exactly what what the issue, you know, with with organized religion is, is that most people just it's a they, buffet. You, you pick just and, take right. Yeah, you, you pick and choose. You take what you want. Just like you know, we'll we'll touch on it for for a second, but I, I really do try to keep politics out of the show. But let me tell you, um, just like the abortion thing, you know, most of the people that are that are against abortion. Uh, that are that are pro-life as they say i prefer that it's pro-birth because that's how they are are these extreme christians well if god didn't want you to have that baby he wouldn't put it in your body well god himself killed a bunch of babies in his lifetime and also says that life doesn't start until you take the first breath so technically it's not a baby until it's out of the womb and it breathes on its own so and it's like but somehow they don't know that and that's not like up for debate. That's not like misinterpretation. It's, you know, I, I could quote the scripture, but I'm not even going to bother Googling it because if you're really curious, you can do that at home, folks. Um, but it, that's what it says. And so, but if for some reason, then if you mention that to them, they get upset. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, you're either fine or the You're doing this because you believe that the Bible tells you that you should be pro life or, or you don't. And what the Bible says is that 
it's not life yet. So I, I don't, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's an issue. Here's what I say about, uh, just any of it. Um, just be a good fucking person, you know, be, be a good person. Don't do anything that affects the lives of directly affects the lives of other people in a negative way. Right. And if, you know, God turns you down. I mean, I just highly doubt it. If there's a, if there's a God, you know, if, cause I say all the time, it's not my place to know what happens after I die. I'm here now. It's, it's not up to me to know. I'm just a human living in my, in my meat skeleton and, uh, you know, living, do doing my experience here and now. And, uh, you know, if, if I die and God says, Oh, nope, you have to go to hell because you didn't, you know, drink the blood of Christ or something. But meanwhile, let's, you know, fucking pedophiles in because they repented and got saved. Well, fuck, I don't want to be there anyway. You know, if that's what it takes. But, you know, if, I think if you're just genuinely, I think intent is important. And I think that that's, I think across the board, you find that in every single religion, not just Christianity. You know, most of them are just kind of set rules on how to not be an asshole. And, uh, and right. I think that that's what it's all about is just, again, not being a bad person. And if you're not a bad person, you're going to be okay. But like I said, I don't care what you do. I, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you practice. I don't care what you believe in. As long as you don't infringe on me and my life or anybody else's do what you want. So I always, I always choose to look at it as, cause I have, um, my, my son's goes to a, a Catholic school, actually well, Lutheran school, but whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I, try to expose my kids to religion and even as much as i'm like very not a traditional religious person i think it's good to have i tend to look at it as like an operating system mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you need to have it's important to have some kind of basis i believe like be it you know windows or linux or dos or ios whatever your operating system is you know it's good to have it's good to have something up and running when you turn the computer on some kind of operating system installed now once that operating system once that computer's up and running if you want to change os's if you want to do something different if you want to make modifications or rewrite the programming go right ahead but out of the box there should be some kind of basis there and i believe that like yeah you know religion is good because it gives you kind of a baseline of morality and it gives you kind of stories and parables that you can wrap your head around and figure out the nature of the universe and, 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 you know, some of the deeper questions, but sure, it's not, it's in no way, I don't think anybody got it right. Including the no. team I play for. Not like, at all. Well, no. and I mean, I think people are, no. would be surprised to learn that, that my, my nine-year-old daughter uh, believes in God and, and believes in Jesus and that's up to her. You know, me, me and my witchy ass self, I'm doing a new moon ritual tonight and, and my kid <laughs> follows Christian views and that's because I, that's up to her. It's, it's not up to me to choose what feels right with her, you know, right. it's, but I, I can educate her on all the different types and she can pick whatever she wants and I'll still love her just the same and I'll still love anybody else just as much. I don't care what you do. And, uh, you know, but I, I will agree that, yeah, you know, Christianity in itself, of course, it's left a really bad taste in my mouth because I'm, you know, as much as I'm accepting of other people, I'm always demonized for what I do and treated badly for it. And, um, you know, that's not nice. <laughs> well, those people are, there's a lot of shitheads and I'm not going to defend it. That's not, I don't, 
Sure. Not the fucking well, spokesman. exactly. There, there but, are a lot of shitheads, but they're not representation of every single member in that group. Right. And and I think that, like, you know, I was in church on Sunday, and I guarantee you, you know, if there was 50 people in that room, every single one of them had a different, if you were to really, like, plug a USB cord into their brain and download the way that they think the universe works, I'm sure it's 50 different fucking viewpoints, right? Like every, once again, going back to the buffet metaphor, everybody picks and chooses what they want to. You know what I mean? But I think it's important for us to realize that everybody does that. And it's when we start telling other people that they're not picking and choosing the right things, like that's when it gets real fucked up and like hypocritical. And we need to watch, you know, take a step back and say, look, just don't fuck with what people believe in. Like, you know, if it's not hurting anybody, uh, and unfortunately, sometimes it does, but, you know, if it's not hurting anybody, whatever goofy shit they want to believe in, it's it kind of comes back to the cryptid stuff too like the cryptid stuff acts like that's not a religion but it, it from where i'm sitting it all looks like it is it's just a different religion you know everyone believes in goofy shit and fucking fairy tales about this and that and the other thing and who's to say who's this right and who's this wrong it doesn't even matter you know what i mean do, do these things need to be all factual things or can they be metaphors can they be just stories that we use to give us a, a greater sense of the universe. Like, I don't know. I'm done. Let's talk. I was supposed no, to go see okay. Kiss this weekend. <laughs> no, actually, this weekend. You're, you're doing a good job. My neighbors right now are um, infringing on, on me, and they have decided to just casually hang out in our shared hallway and be very, very, very loud. So, um, But I think they're done now, actually, so that was perfect timing. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, that's all I got <laughs> this weekend. I, Christian. I don't know. That's I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. How Off is... your soapbox. That's okay. You, you got um, news? What's going yeah, on? I do. I do. I got some, <laughs> I got some news. Um, well, uh, we'll get into the news there. Um, well, uh, there's actually been uh, some pretty pretty big news. And actually, it's been uh, kind of the same things going on lately. Um, there's been another Nessie sighting. Have, have, you, have you seen this? I don't know if you've seen this. I did. And it was interesting because we were talking about this with Aaron, I think. Right. We, were, we were yeah we were just i think i'm pretty sure we were yeah i was talking about the the record and all that right. um so on uh actually on august 22nd there was another uh, that i think it was the same one that webcam sighting we had talked about um and then august 26th a couple of days later um there was a man uh, by the name of benjamin scanlon and him and his family um took the nessie hunter boat which is offered by the it's like you know it's just a gimmicky Loch Ness, you know tours whatever um and uh they went out to the water and they caught something on the sonar and uh what they caught uh they know at least the image was at least 65 feet uh below the water um so 65 feet down they caught something that's roughly between the sizes of nine feet and 13 feet long um so he did benjamin scanlon did happen to you know he caught a picture of the sonar because he was right there um, but now the sightings are, they're up to a total of 13. So because of the vastness of these different types of sightings, um, the website, which I had posted and I will post it again, there's, I think it's LochnessSightings.com or something. I'll post the link. Um, it has a webcam. You can watch the lock 24 hours a day if you'd like above the surface. And then it has the registry of all the sightings, um, you know, throughout history. Um, but I think that they are now not lumping all the, the sightings in together. What they're doing is they're counting the webcam sightings separately um, because, you know, they're honest. This is very much a science and they understand that that very that could be a branch just floating in the water. 
Um, so I think that that technically only makes the the visual sightings um, or even things like the sonar imaging is, is counted in that. Um, it takes them up to eight. So they're splitting them between the webcam sightings and then other other reports. Um, but yeah, there was there was a new uh, Loch Ness sighting. What do you think about that one? You said you know about it. Did you see the image, the sonar image? Yeah, I, I came across my Twitter feed and I, I made the connection to what we were talking about with Aaron the week before. Sure. So yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean it's you know it doesn't look like a plesiosaur or anything like that, but it's something very large in the water, and I don't know what it is. So who knows what right. it is? You know, so there's that's definitely up in the air. Just it, you know, it, it it gives a little bit more water to the mystery. I mean, I, again, it's this has been something that's uh, kind of been ramping up over the years. I mean, why is that? Is Nessie? you know does she does she move does she migrate she moves away for a while because this was i mean this is way different from like 10 years ago when when the rumor was that nessie was dead there wasn't any really sightings at the lock happening anymore and yeah uh, you know then ever since that I, I think there was like a two like a two year which you know quote me on that one but i think there was like a two-year break in the sightings and then all of a sudden there's my fucking neighbors again i'm about to go yell at them <laughs> letting their goddamn kids run around crazy listen if you're gonna have fucking kids control them um <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled. Better yet, don't have kids <laughs> just don't have fucking kids right just don't do it <laughs> from right. two parents oh, well, don't have we, we have creative solutions to uh having you get stuck with unwanted children later on in the show so stick around <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> that was dark pat but i liked it um so anyway so yeah so the nasty sightings are obviously ramping up every year there's more and more sightings you know what's happening what's what's going on there ness what, what you doing girl what you doing um i think it does i think it, if, if it if it does exist i think it probably moves out of the lock for whatever reason and comes back into the lock i don't know why maybe mating i don't know right i don't know the life cycle of the Loch Ness monster but um you know it's interesting so there's that um but i got more i got more um north dakota <clears throat> you know about north dakota you ever been in north dakota fuck no is anybody does anybody listen to the show are you from north dakota what the fuck goes on there what do you guys do with your isn't life? that what is rushmore is there mount rushmore uh i have no idea i've never been to mount rushmore <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> i don't know could be um i heard it's a lot smaller in real life um i have no idea but anyway north dakota um North Dakota is offering a $40,000 reward for anybody that can give them information for an incident that took place at the Arrowhead National Wildlife Ref Refuge. Um, 58, 58 pregnant cows uh, died. Mm. And uh, they have examined these, the, these cows. And then I think it was like something like 15 pre-born calves. I don't know what that means. Do you know what a preborn calf is? Yeah, it's like a fetus, right? Well, that's what I would think, right? So then when I tried to look it up and really figure it out, um, it was saying that the fetuses are called, they're unborn calves. I'm like, okay, well, what's the difference? Is it just stages? But, okay, so the 58 pregnant cows died, but not all of their babies died? I couldn't find those details out, so okay. I don't know. Um, but anyway so all these cows all these pregnant cows ended up dead in in one night over the, in one night 58 pregnant cows died and they've been investigating the situation and they um have ruled out any type of natural causes they've ruled out things like poisoning and things like that 
Um, so they really don't know what happened. So they're offering $40,000 for anybody that has any information regarding this um, situation. Now, North Dakota also has a history of cattle mutilations. As a matter of fact, um, earlier in the year, <clears throat> there was a, a MUFON report about... Um, you know, lights being seen in the sky, and then that that same night, two cows ended up, you know, mutilated or whatever. So, is it alien related? Uh, I don't know. Why not? Sure, I, <laughs> I don't know. But the uh, you know the the more and more the show goes on, the more and more man, we really got to talk about that cattle mutilation. <laughs> yeah, we keep threatening to do it. We keep, it keep threatening like we... to blow blow the lid off this thing, and we don't do it, and it keeps happening. Maybe if we got off our asses and solved this, we might solve it. Right? Right? <laughs> we might solve think it. about how many cows we could save. Listen, I don't know if you, I don't know who all here um, is. If you're uh, you know veterans of the show, but back when it was Ivy on the show, we. Um, we had this segment kind of uh, we had a joke it was Karen on the case we'd get Karen on the case and Karen would contact any manager to get to the bottom of the situation and let me tell you we might need Karen we might need to get Karen on the cattle mutilation case um, so we, we might get on that I don't know but yeah so that's happening that's another thing uh, that's pretty much all I have for the news I don't think I have anything else you got anything you want to shout out or plug before we get into the topic Oh God! I guess uh, Wired episode five dropped today or drops this week, and unfortunately, yes. the actor Michael K. Williams died on the same day. So that's kind of fucking eerie. Not that I think it has anything to do. It was just Memorial Day or Labor Day weekend. I don't think it has anything to do with our show coming out, but we definitely ended that uh, that little experiment with a bang. So wow! Check, yeah, go check out Wired. Because all five episodes are up now, and uh, unfortunately, Omar just died. So Very cool. Okay, all right. Well. Yeah, so I don't know what we're going to do about If we release that holiday special, it might be curtains for uh, Robert Downey Jr. So we'll have to figure that one out. <laughs> Stop it. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> there's there's like yeah. a wired death curse yeah, what do you that guys, we haven't figured out yet. Okay, so Pat has apparently created a death curse um, for the Wired cast. So Yeah, there's strong yeah. magics at work with that podcast. If, so, right, if you're curious of what it is, definitely go listen to uh, Wired, uh, all right. capital letters, exclamation point, Wired. Um, and, of course, that's linked. Uh, well, I don't think it is linked below, but we'll link it below. I don't know, Pat. You control your link tree. I don't I don't help you. I don't know if it's in my link tree. It might be. Because I think it's only available on Spotify, which I'm cool with. I like the fact that, you know, much like Joe Rogan's podcast, yeah. you have to you have to listen to it on Spotify if you want to check it out. It shouldn't be. I don't know. I, well, whatever. We'll talk. We don't, we'll talk about that. It might have finally hit. Uh, might have finally hit iTunes. But that's it. Um, no clubhouse stuff coming up. It was a good weekend for clubhouse. I was on there a lot. I feel like, yeah, it was a really good week for clubhouse. Um, it, you guys had the, uh, the, you know, the werewolf, uh, movie talk, which is great. That was a great discussion. Let me tell you, that was really, really, really good. I'm kind of sad that that's not recorded. Um, and then, uh, Carrick St. Laurent, he's been on the show before we've had him on here previously. Um, he did a room about the Yeti and, uh, I think that yeah. was it. I don't think we had any. I think maybe we had some impromptu rooms open up, but that Yeti one was really good. I mean, it was kind of a smaller room, but they were they kept on talking about the Jimmy Stewart smuggling the Yeti hand story, and I was like, I had to pop in at the end and be like, "Yo, dude, that would be an awesome fucking movie." 
Oh, um, did you pop in at the end? So, like, I was there, but I wasn't there. I was busy. I, I had, I, it was, I was muted. Like, everything, like, my phone was turned off. I just wanted to be there for moral support. So, if anybody was talking at me, um, and I was a rude bitch. No, 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 no. I was, yeah, no, I listened. I was like, what was I doing? I think I was doing laundry or finishing the Nephilim book or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I jumped up at the end and uh, was talking about the, uh, supposedly, Jimmy Stewart, who was, like, an airline, he was an Air Force pilot in World War II, the actor Jimmy Stewart, like, Mr. Smith goes to Washington, and it's a wonderful life and shit. So he he was he was a pilot, and um, he was over in Asia, and supposedly he smuggled, uh, some rich guy had asked him to do it. And he was flying back from Nepal or some shit, I don't know, and uh, smuggled the Yeti hand back into the States. And uh, it's kind of like this wild, you know, urban legend. I don't know if you'd say urban legend, but you know, just like crypto story. And sure. it got referenced a couple times. And I just thought it was interesting to uh, to do like a heist movie or like a road trip movie um, based on smuggling this Yeti's paw across the country <laughs> i think it would go over well yeah i think people would be really into that so no, yeah I mean, so that was that was it uh clubhouse is still gangbusters so if you're not on there get on there get, get on there and out. you know speaking of clubhouse uh the man who who brought us the cryptozoology club uh jeremiah uh byron he actually he runs the uh bigfoot society podcast so if you're not listening to that you absolutely should be you can find the bigfoot society podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts but um he is trying to hold a special event live from the Van Meter Visitor Festival um, in Van Meter, Iowa. And in order to do that, he needs to hit 1,000 subscribers over on the YouTube channel. So if you could, at minimum, even if you don't listen to the show, it's just a, it's just a little search and a couple of buttons. Go hit, hit up the Bigfoot Society podcast uh, YouTube channel. I'll link it in the description. We owe Jeremiah a lot. He's he's wonderful. He's done a lot to bring a lot of people together. Um, and actually, uh, this last week, in his last episode, he just did an interview with Aaron Dees, which right, we had yeah. on during the West Virginia Cryptids episode. So if you want more of Aaron, which you know you do, um, <laughs> go check out the uh, the Bigfoot Society podcast interview that he did. So yeah, um, post that link on on the Twitter, and I'll I'll shove that around too. Absolutely. He's, he's, He's also like it actually makes me feel like kind of bad because he's very uh he does stuff on on TikTok as well. He does. Oh yeah, he's he's he's, he's got a good TikTok game. He's you. better for 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 being a weird looking white guy, much like myself. I'm not talking shit, but uh he's very prolific on the social medias. Yes. Uh, here, here I am partnered with you and you're like I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like <laughs> <laughs> why aren't we pimping you out more? Why is this guy on TikTok and you're not? That's what I want to know. No offense. I'm just saying. I'm That's just a saying. Question. I, I do. You know what? And I keep every like every day. I'm like, today's going to be the day I'm going to get on TikTok. And I keep not doing it. I, I don't know why. Kenzie had something. It was I don't want to say it was stupid, but it was what it was. It was like goofy. Her and her roommates goofing around. I got like three million fucking views. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's I don't she's know if the, I don't know how many of that translated into like well, podcast plays. But I mean, still. You know, you, know. You, you have a couple of those things pop, and they can't a lot be bad of people do. You. you know, I have a friend that I don't think he listens to the show. Um, he's a really good friend though, and uh, his name's also Pat, uh, which is weird. But he, well, there's I, a lot of us. It's, there's, it's, there's a lot of you. I guess I just I like Pats a lot. Um, 
because I love that guy, you know. He, uh, you know, I just found out that he's fucking viral on TikTok. I had no idea. I had no idea it was TikTok famous, but he is, um, because he looks like Jesus and he does like all these TikToks about like I don't know Jesus doing things. And I, anyway, I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what his TikTok name is. I just, I just found out because I tried to get on there. I'm trying to figure out TikTok. I don't know how it works. <laughs> So I just need to do it. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll get on there soon. Um, but but Jeremiah, Jeremiah does. Jeremiah does all the stuff. Um, you can find Bigfoot Society podcast pretty much anywhere. Instagram, TikTok, you know, he's on Twitter, he's on YouTube. It's everywhere. So go go check out his stuff. But uh I think that's all I had for for plugging. Um let's let's talk about this episode. So Sure. Um, you know, uh viewer discretion is advised. Um yeah, it's a, it's a Nikki one. Ooh, it's hard. And it was really hard to, to research, uh, not just because I I put too much on my plate, but because it's it's hard. It's a, it's a very difficult topic, and it's going to get dark, and it's going to get hard to listen to at parts. Um, if, you know, obviously, again, you see the title, you kind of know what to expect here. Um, and if you don't, and uh, you're not okay with talking about things like, murder and gruesome murders and uh, brutality and child abuse and child murder and um things like that you probably shouldn't you probably shouldn't listen to this one um skip this one uh go listen go listen to the great flood episode again or go listen to the jersey devil um you know so something else that's hot and happening uh but not this one or just we'll see you next week but that was my disclaimer i think that was pretty good um so uh on with it so last episode uh we had a fun time talking about video game conspiracies and things like that we kind of um opened up the void a little bit and uh we discussed something that is very popular uh amongst the kids called sad satan which is a uh dark web video game that uh, you know is just intentionally made to make you feel like a piece of shit i don't know um it's just <laughs> not a good deal but uh you know so with that that was kind of the teaser for for what we're doing here and uh you know of course we're going to talk about uh you know basically murder on film pretty much um and and then some um so i'm sure that a lot of people here are vaguely familiar with what the deep web is now the deep web um is basically like an anonymous um source that goes below it's basically anything that you can't google there's a whole nother network of all these websites and all these things that you can kind of tap into if you do some very special things with your computer now i'm not going to tell you how to do those things um because i i'm not i don't want you to find or even search for a lot of the stuff and not because what i'm telling you is bullshit but because a lot of it is illegal and not just that a lot of it once there's a lot of things once you see it you can't unsee and um you know that's kind of what uh we're gonna get into but uh a part of the deep web is what's known as the dark web and the dark web houses again some the most extreme of extreme it's about i'd say it's about 90 percent child porn uh that's pretty much what it's for um is for sharing you know child porn and and things like that um uh, but there's some other stuff too um you know it's not all bad the deep web is a very mysterious thing that people paint in a very bad light it's not all bad um people that live in other countries like china um or you know or korea or things like that they use it um because they have a lot of censorship and they mm -hmm. can't access websites normally. So it, the deep web itself is not a terrible resource. It does have its place. 
Um, but that's a precursor to that. Um, but before we get into the modern day stuff, let's talk about snuff films. Pat, what do you know about snuff films? Wow. Um, I mean, I know I talked eight, a lot. <laughs> the movie Eight Millimeter. I kind of dropped that one in my lap. Snuff films. Yeah, I guess it's uh, it's something that I've never seen one myself if not counting like maybe execution videos on e-bombs world which maybe fit in in that category i mean if you look at when e-bombs world and kind of the internet started the 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 first like major era of well i don't want to i don't know how to describe it but early 2000s kind of the internet existed obviously i feel like nobody really had the internet before 1992 right like yes there was right existed in some capacity but there was no aol there was no prodigy there was no CompuServe, and then those things existed from the the early mid 90s until the 2000s but then post 2000 was when you saw more and more people because no one knew how to make this shit you saw more and more people understand how web design works some more websites pop up you saw movie sites you saw the shit imdb and 2000 on is kind of like this golden era of the internet and if you look at what was going on in our country at the time we had you know the 9-11 and then you know all that stuff and and, and going over to the middle east and, and fighting with the taliban and all which is sure going on. and i feel like there was a lot of content that was people in third world countries uh suffering the effects of that war there was a lot of like you know oh uh guy gets his arm blown off by a fucking uh, scud missile or some shit i don't know and uh i was in a band with a guy that like would just sit there he was unemployed and like we go to band practice and i'd be like what'd you do today and he just basically went on the internet and like found all this shit yeah and i don't know if it was if it would be considered deep web then it was e-bombs world you know and either either that makes sense to you or it doesn't and if it doesn't google it but uh it was that stuff was out there and it was out there kind of hand in hand with blowjob porn and you know um incorrectly labeled fish live concert sets and you know um bootleg computer games and all this stuff just was kind of available Mm -hmm. uh and and that was uh that was just a part of the internet back then now when you talk about the kind of stuff that we're going to be spending them you know the show talking about today and like stuff that's kind of made stuff like from like the serbian film or like hostile like shit like that um i don't know i just hope that stuff isn't real <laughs> okay you know so, well let's i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of we're gonna take a break and kind of backtrack just a little bit so uh you know i i wanted to bring up snuff films because it's been it's i mean that's basically what's kind of what we're talking about um so a snuff film has a very specific criteria or had had a, a very specific criteria for so long um it was basically a, a a somebody filming somebody being murdered you know and that being the main objective is to then distribute that murder to a lot of people and um you know it, for to make money right to sell it off to people that have you know these sick fetishes that are also murderers and want to see this stuff um, but the but the term the term snuff really got large um, actually uh, with the Manson family because there was a rumor that the Manson family had um, filmed their stuff 
and that they were passing it around from person to person. It was actually one of the people in the family claimed that this film that, you know, the, these films that they made were being passed around from person to person. Um, you also had other killers like, um, like uh, Lawrence, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Leonard Lake and Charles Ng, who would record them, you know, they, they would go and, and, and rape and murder these women, torture them or whatever. They would film that stuff, um, but they never really distributed it to anybody. They just kind of kept it for themselves. And, and there's tons of tons of people that have filmed themselves doing things to people. Um, and but not for not to put it out there to anybody, um, but, you know, just because they wanted to relive it or you know what have you it doesn't matter um but you know the the, the term snuff kind of started you know going out to the media a little bit because people were hearing it and of course we talked about the manson family to you know a great extent um that was a big deal um but then you know we kind of started having this age of exploitation film um and I think we even talked about it recently on the show because I was talking about how I did that I did that review over on the Bloody Bitch Horror Show of Cannibal Holocaust. The director was arrested and he was charged with murder. Um, he wasn't charged with murder. He wasn't convicted of murder, but he was charged with murder um, because they presented Cannibal Holocaust like, look, this is real. This happened. This is really some naked chick that we impaled on a pole and uh made all the actors and stuff go into hiding it was the Blair Witch before the Blair Witch was the Blair Witch um but you know and that was a big deal that got a lot of people talking um and then we had things like uh Faces of Death come into play where everybody's like oh my god this is real death this is all legit which you know we now know that Faces of Death is basically just um you know news footage and and also a mix of you know fake scenes and stuff like that like believe it or not if, if you've seen faces of death you know when they bash that monkey's brains in and eat it that's not real that didn't that's not a real it's just really good special effects um, really even the monkey i i figure that's stuff was not, real oh. it's not real yeah i know i know and uh so super disappointing um but it's not so <laughs> there's that um you know plus multiple i mean the, the deeper you get into the faces of death you know if you start watching all of them like number four is just absolutely fucking ridiculous like there's a part where they're like talking about the the yemen dog meat festival and they're like slicing up a puppy or whatever and like you see they're holding the puppy and then like in the next shot you see them cutting into the puppy and it's very obviously a stuffed animal like the puppy doesn't react at all and it's supposed to be live and anyway um you know you've got other things like uh you got other things like uh the band on television series uh which is also like kind of more like a compilation of um again just news footage uh you know bad car accidents people jumping off of buildings you know executions autopsies things like that um but none of that stuff even the real stuff in faces of death none of that stuff was filmed specifically because of it's a kink other people might want to watch it and they are selling it all they did was compile footage and packaged it and claimed it to be a documentary that doesn't really qualify as snuff um you know but then you had you had all this stuff going on and then you had the invention of the internet some people here might be familiar i think I've, we've talked about it on the show before i was a big fan of rotten.com i loved me some rotten i'd go there every day to check out the new stuff i had a weird childhood um but you know i i, I know i know about these sites i know about evil Arms world i know about best score i know about documenting reality i know about these things 
And uh, even this day, um, I will partake in a little bit of gore here and there. Um, you know, people have seen it. I've, I've, I've seen it all. You know, I've seen the, the cartel videos and the, you know, the beheadings. And I've seen it. I, you know, I've seen the crime scene photos. But again, <clears throat> none of that is considered still snuff. Um, none of it is done and documented and pushed out there in order to facilitate some type of ring of people that are all sharing some type of fantasy or fetish or what have you. Um, so now that we've kind of established what that is, um, let's let's kind of continue and, and we'll kind of we'll, we'll circle back to snuff in a little bit, uh, but not yet. So <clears throat> I'm dying. Um <laughs> So we uh, have now entered the age of, of the internet, and uh, now people have this uh, deep web, dark web kind of situation going on. Now, um, especially with the, in, the invention and introduction of Bitcoin, um, the new snuff film are, is actually, we call them Red Rooms. And if you don't know, a Red Room is a pay-to-play situation. It's like you you are secretly invited. It's a super top secret, of course, um, live stream where there's typically one person that is the victim and one person that's basically the, the, the not the facilitator, I guess facilitator. And uh, you get to put up money and a lot of money, big money, um, in order to be a hand in this person's torture and eventual death. And, you know, again, this is live streamed out to all of you who pay to watch it. You can either, you can be a spectator or depending on how much money you have, you can actually participate in this situation. Um, I'll, I'll break. I'll, I'll, I'll let you interject before I continue. What you got to say about Red Rooms, Pat? Or Snuff. Uh, every- you know everything to say about Snuff. <laughs> I mean, everything I looked up said that they weren't real. Uh-oh. Did you guys hear that? I'm still here. Okay. Did you hear that though? No. I was I was googling something and a, a video came up. I was actually googling something about red rooms. Um, everything I read saw, said that they weren't real. Um, I don't know why that, but if you look at the the Peter Scully story, like obviously they are because that's kind of what that situation was. Um, I I think there's always. Uh, there's always going to be some debate about the the level of organization that there is. There might be uh, a tendency on your average person to believe that it that this kind of stuff is more organized than possibly it is. And then on the other hand, you could have the authorities trying to convince the public that it's less organized than it actually is, right? Sure. Because the idea of there being this massive network that's using the internet that we that the, the secret internet that, that you don't even know about to transmit this kind of stuff and that it's happening in rooms and basements all over the country and that people in and in, in, you know germany are watching somebody in connecticut get their fucking balls dipped in acid or something that um you know that's that's some heavy shit man and it, it kind of makes the common man uh per, common person afraid of what's going on behind every closed door and you know i don't want to live in that kind of world the police don't want us to live in that kind of world and the people that are doing this stuff definitely don't want us to live in that kind of world so you know there could be a concerted effort to downplay whether or not these things exist or not 
Sure. On the other hand, maybe they really don't. Maybe this is really kind of not saying that it doesn't in some capacity, you know, anywhere, but it's not, this stuff isn't going on as much as urban legends might lead us to believe. And that this kind of ties into the moral panic that we talked about on other episodes where we think that there's this like, you know, organized cabal of, of kitty diddlers, you know, that are all Democrats in Hollywood or, or, or raping kids in pizza basements and shit. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's, sure. it's one of those things where, well, we don't know. And, and that's, right. that's the reality of the situation is that we don't know. And as long as, and the thing about the deep web is that the reason it's the deep web is because we don't really know what goes on there either. And if, if we had, if, if the common man, if everybody had a really good handle of what was going on there to the fullest extent, then it really wouldn't be the deep web now, would it? Right. Well, exactly. so yeah, there's a lot of variables here. There's a lot of question marks and it's just a matter of what kind of world, when you close your eyes at night, what kind of world do you want to think that you live in? Well, that's true because again, a lot of people, there are a ton of people, just like we were talking about with the, uh, the Christians that don't even know anything about Nephilim. There's a lot of people in the world that have no idea that this side of the world even exists. Sure. And, and I, um, I would choose, uh, I mean, I know human nature. I know that to some extent it does, but I don't want to think that it's the epidemic that people can get carried away into thinking that it is. I don't think it is personally. I don't think that it's as large as people is, but I'm sorry. I don't think it's as large as people think it is, but I do believe that it is large enough to where we do need to have awareness because it's not, it's not as rare as people think it is either. Um, And that's, you know, that's a difficult, uh, that's a difficult line. You know, that's a difficult line to walk. Now, do people need to know all of the nitty gritty details about these situations? Absolutely not. Um, But, you know, if you want to learn about them, there's plenty of ways to learn about them. Now, regarding Red Rooms, the reason why I brought up snuff films was because, um, you know, there was never any proof that there were, there was a snuff film. You know, again, stuff, the stuff that I had mentioned, faces of death, documenting reality, those things weren't snuff. And uh, sorry, I'm getting attacked by my cat. He won't leave me alone. Um, <laughs> I just got pussy all over me. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, um, so, you know, red rooms are also kind of, they're kind of falling into that same sort of style. Um, it's something that we've talked about. It's something that's possible, but you're right. Um, we don't know everything that goes on. So therefore it could. Now, one of the big arguments that I hear against Red Rooms is that you can't really live stream from on the on the deep web or the dark web. Right. That That's one of the things that I, I saw pretty early on into my uh, Internet sleuthing and kind of made me feel a little bit relieved that there's right. not enough bandwidth to be streaming this kind of stuff which... right because nobody wants something like that to happen right nobody nobody want, wants to know that we live in a world where you could fall victim to something like this or anybody for that matter because it's cruel and it's disgusting and i mean just can you fucking imagine you know well, I, it's I, horrible i will say that it, it, it coincidentally enough it, this was a uh, plot line of this week's uh, uh, American Horror Stories episode. It was totally not planned. We did not right. know about American Horror Story. We did not talk to them, and they don't sponsor us. They <laughs> yeah, can. Ryan Murphy has not been in my kitchen, unfortunately. Right. I know. The invite is open uh, at any time. And Ryan Murphy, please come on by. I'm a fan <laughs> of all your work. We are, we are both extremely horny individuals, and I would love to collaborate with you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, this season is about vampires in Maine. It's kind of a knockoff of Salem's Lot. 
and uh the what the vampires do is they find like shady craigslist listings of people that are like crackheads or trying to sell like stolen bikes or whatever and then they'll go over there and they'll eat them right and this one guy goes over to this house to buy uh you know it's a it's a shady craigslist listing and ends up being jumped by the people he's there to kill and they uh attempt to rosebud him uh which is kind of you know what that is no, it's where you, you turn someone's butthole from an innie into an outie oh, i know about that yeah I okay so yeah and they're and they're gonna be streaming it uh over the web to people that pay a lot of money for this stuff and yeah i mean it's basically a red room situation that you're talking about right now and of course the guy ends up being a vampire and he fucking murders these people uh but yeah it was super interesting because i was like i just watched and it was a throwaway because that i don't know how familiar you are with american horror stories but they their seasons are very much kitchen sink where like they throw in all kinds of shit and uh this was something that they chose to touch upon this season sure yeah i mean so that's that is a very that's strange that that happened that way but you know life is very strange sometimes <laughs> but you know so that that is the first uh you know argument against red rooms and of course the fact that we've never found any um all kinds of of websites will pop up on the deep web where there'll be like a counter and it's really cryptic and it's like oh come back here in five days and make sure you pay your money now and, and then nothing ever happens it reaches zero typically they actually start back over and uh, there's some people that believe that some of these uh, websites are connected to the same person. It's just a scam in order to get your money. Because, again, it's very, very expensive. So I mentioned, typically, they only take Bitcoin payment. Um, Bitcoin is huge, huge on the deep web. And um, or probably all kinds of cryptocurrency now, um, which is not cryptocurrency is not what uh, Bigfoot takes. I found out. Um, oh, <laughs> Jesus. Did you actually don't hurt yourself, baby? <laughs> Oh, you leave that. You leave that stuff for me. You don't. You don't, Sully. Your pretty little redhead. With, with that, you oh, don't your dad reduce. Joke, huh? You that don't I... reduce yourself to that. No, <laughs> baby. You can... listen. This is heavy stuff, and it's 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 getting ready to get really bad. So we need a little bit of comic relief in between. Oh, well, um, so there you go. Oh, but... my God. Oh. That's, I said what I said. Um, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so anyway, um, which will, you know, I, I, I would like to do an episode covering other things about the deep web, and we will. We'll do that. We'll do that. But let's get this really, really hard stuff out of the way first. Um, but but yeah, Bitcoin is really, really popular over there. Um, and as we know, Bitcoin is expensive now. It's worth a lot of money. Um, so, of course, it's expensive to watch you watch somebody die. Um and and uh, participate but again we didn't really have any proof of this happening or anything like it happening until until uh as you've read in the title here probably or at least the description uh peter scully came along and you know when this happened nobody really took it seriously so you know peter scully actually um is a man who ran a big ring uh a big child it was mostly child porn ring um that you know he branded under the name of i think it was no limits fun or something like that um and a video started going around not just on the deep web the dark web not just there but it had made its way onto the surface web uh titled daisy's destruction <laughs> and daisy's destruction is basically a, a horrible torturous 
terrible event that took place where they filmed three children um you know one as young as as 18 months was the youngest and different horrific acts that were performed on these kids i'm gonna tell you right now don't don't do not go and watch this for one don't go and watch it because that's disgusting and i can't imagine why you would want to see something like that but for two if you do you will be in possession of child pornography and uh you will go to jail and so don't and do there, it. well so i okay i have i completely agree um but it sounds like he was selling this video for ten thousand dollars a pop he was yeah he was so i mean no, initially I, he was. Granted, i'm not i i have no intention of even googling those two words at the same time uh for fear that it's going to put me on some kind of list that sure. i'm probably already... and, it, and it very well could <laughs> right but i mean do you do you think that there's copies of this floating around or do you think that like look anybody that had it paid for it they're not gonna fucking give it away yeah so, it, so there are copies of it floating around oh jesus um, I, I know this because you know not not just because of the, i do my research but again like i said i partake in gore sites and and peter scully's name is brought up all the time because Peter Scully is like the prime example of look this stuff is real we've been saying it all these years and it's real and here's 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 our proof you know um his name does get dropped people want to watch the video just that and I don't think it's because necessarily that they are pedophiles I think it's just because they're still skeptical that it exists and it's morbid curiosity and they will share it around again right on the surface web right on fucking Facebook they'll share this shit around now they won't share it like post it as a video they'll be like send me a dm I have it. If you want it, send me a DM. I'll send it to you. It's still out there. And so it's, and it will be forever. It's the internet. It goes on forever. I wanted to bring that up because that is something that my mind kept going to. And I didn't know if it was me trying to convince myself that these people don't exist. Like, um, do you think like how much of, how much of the people that view this stuff how much of the people that buy this stuff, how much, how much of the people that make this stuff genuinely do it because they are just pushing boundaries or how many people do you think they're like getting sexual gratification from this? Well, so that's really interesting that you bring that up because uh, I'm not going to say, but it's interesting that you bring that up. That's something that I've, I've definitely looked into. Um, you know, is it a matter of them actually enjoying the act itself or is it because they are so they're they're a paraphile and so therefore they're so deviant that they get off on not the act but pushing the boundaries of what's acceptable and what's not pushing that taboo and continuing to push it back and back and back um i don't know but what i will say is that either one of those people whether it's because they genuinely enjoy it or because they enjoy pushing the goalpost are very 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 dangerous and they i don't have i'm just going to be honest i've got no hope for them and i think that we need to either put them all on an island somewhere and let them fend for themselves or just execute them immediately so <laughs> i don't have very good well, it sounds like some of them already have islands unfortunately exactly well that's another thing right peter scully was not uh he was living pretty large he was doing well um you know right. there's a lot of money in it he had I mean, lots that, of money yes that's the other thing too is like when you're talking about that much money to be made like people do a lot more crazier shit for a lot less you're making a video 
that with very little overhead i mean i guess you gotta kidnap the kids but once you once you figure that part out of it um you know ten thousand bucks a a a copy oh yeah per copy that's yeah Yeah. and the thing is is that people were buying it so who the fuck are these people got ten thousand dollars laying around that they can just drop on child porn rich motherfuckers and that's the problem right it's horrifying and so and these are people that are in in, you know of high authority they're in again the rich motherfuckers and rich motherfuckers usually are in control of shit so it is so you look at it and you say who's the more deviant in this situation is it the people that are creating it out of necessity because they need the money or is it the people with the money that are paying people to make it for them or is it a symbiotic relationship where you have these like degenerate weird fucks in the basements that want to do this shit anyway and they're like well i'm just going to do this and then i get paid for it it's a win-win situation for me right and then you have the rich motherfuckers over here that are paying ten thousand dollars a download and they're saying i don't have to get my hands dirty i can just buy this remotely and get the video and then i can watch the video and i can see a child be destroyed because that's what i'm into i guess you know or whatever and and that's yeah. yeah that's the thing is that like this is so far like i'm not even really like into bdsm that much so like this is so far beyond something that i could conceptualize that i almost i might i might completely miss the point of like why these people are doing this like i almost tend to adopt the viewpoint of either this isn't real or it's done from some kind of macabre anthropological i just want to push boundaries in society and i want to see shit that i can't see rather than you know there's this like you know a bunch of naked stockbrokers jerking off like to this stuff because i can't imagine anyone deriving kind of sexual pleasure I, from yeah no, i i agree <laughs> and so but i guess that's the difference between you know us people who aren't pedophiles and people that are i guess is that you know i don't i don't know i don't know what goes on in their head i'm not interested to find out um i just know that they're uh they typically reoffend all the time and there's really not much hope for those people so uh you know to be honest with you and right. that's kind of where it ends there it's that for whatever reason the chemicals in their brain fucked up and they're better off not here <laughs> they're, they're better off underground and uh you know that's I, I know that probably sounds pretty harsh but i don't know fuck them um so i don't know but you know so peter scully comes along he actually got caught not he wasn't caught because he was distributing this video and they caught him they caught him on like fucking tax evasion or, or fucking some shit who knows there's some something about money and shit so it, it wasn't even the fact that he was making child porn, porn that ultimately got him in prison it was something about money that did and that's i don't know if that's worse or you know what because then what if he wouldn't have done the money launder i don't even know what it was what he was doing i don't care um if he wasn't doing that though he would have just continued to do this and nobody would have said shit about it i mean is that is that how this would have gone because that's the thing is that also with this case um there's a lot of information that is like super secretive like there's a lot that we don't know and it's strange you know because it's like well okay he was making he was making these videos and that's another thing one of the one of the girls that was in daisy's destruction uh it was an 11 11 year old girl and she was um actually she died she was strangled to death and uh he filmed it he filmed that so we're under the impression that he also sold that to people 
You know, it's not just Daisy's destruction that he did. You know, rumor has it that this was big business. This, again, it was branded under a production company. So what else is out there? Nobody really knows the answer to that. And who the fuck was buying it? Has he just not talked and said? Because he, but he admitted that he strangled her and filmed it. He admitted to that. Well, he might not have known exactly who was buying all the copies of it because it sounds like you know the deep web being what the deep web is there's a certain amount of anonymity that these people utilize um so he might not have known you know and they don't have with them not having tracking the same way we do with ip addresses on the regular Mm -hmm. web you know and but here's what we do know about these people is that they are clandestine and well well financed absolutely is you know one of those things where i don't know man it uh whenever you hear stories like this you know you realize that for the good guys to keep up they need to increase their surveillance abilities and when they create increase their surveillance abilities then you look at like oh is the government spying on everything we do and you know it's just this this like balloons into such a such bigger of a conversation um because like well, not not to not to get super into it, but like I you know we've both like heard of cases like this, and you don't usually get a lot of answers. They're always very secretive about stuff. It's for a lot of different reasons. It's because you know how how are they catching these people? How are they how are they tracing things through a, a potentially untraceable network, right? Where does the money go? Who's actually buying this? Who's selling it? Who are the people involved? They're never poor people. They're never like, they're always rich business owners. Because who who has access to this kind of capital? This kind of disposable income for this shit. You know what I mean? So you have the people that are producing it on one end, yeah, and they might be more blue collar. But the people, the customers are always, you know, white collar business owners or people with access to money or something. So it's just like it's always kept kind of in the quiet and you know maybe they don't want to cause a panic maybe they don't want to exactly reveal their methods but the police don't you know i really wish you saw this stuff in the news more you know like the cases you should yeah you should i mean cases that i'm sorry god i was just saying the peter scully thing i mean that's big news but that's not big news like it's international it's like it's international news it wasn't on my local news when it happened it probably wasn't on yours but it's big because the internet's big and you know again they're chasing this legend and we kind of finally had proof of it and everybody's like oh look look it happened this is real you know and uh but it's still not again it's not what it talked about now i understand what you're saying we're not going to know the methods because they can't give away the methods i get that but at the end of a trial, which I'll be honest with you, I, I don't even think his trial has com- has can completed. I don't know. Well, no, the, the evidence was all destroyed. Right. And that's yeah. strange because typically they release. Well, you said you don't hear about this stuff. Sure. But in any criminal case, at least in the United States, and maybe that's what's different is that he was it wasn't in the United States that, that this happened. Um, but in the United States, whenever a criminal case is done, you get free access to the discovery, which is all of the evidence and we didn't get any of that so there's this rumor going around that uh you know peter scully has of course worse and worse and worse and it's like that with serial killers you know you get a serial killer and they're like oh i you know they were convicted of killing 50 people but realistically they killed 300 people you know and it's like well you know we don't really know um so you know we'd never know if what's real and what's not technically we just know what we had evidence of so with this there's like a rumor going around that um 
there's a there's a, a different video that involves babies and i'm not going to go into the detail of what it sounds pretty ridiculous because at one point they're having a pillow fight with the baby's bodies uh which is sick you know but i guess if you if you feel like you're invincible i i guess you would do some shit sick shit like that i don't know um but people question a lot whether or not that's even a real video if it's out there um you know and and did he make it um and then of course you know the original point of this was you know kind of the red room angle what did he stream this stuff because a lot of people say that he did host these pay-to-play streams and it seems like there might be some truth to that so if he found a way again the first piece of evidence that you get when you look up red rooms is that it's not possible for you to stream this stuff but if he did then obviously it is possible then what does that mean how much deeper does this go well or it's not maybe it's techno it's he could have streamed it through a different service maybe it could have been hosted through fucking skype i mean who knows sure like, it could you, have been. Know, you know it could have been a fucking facetime video it could have been a google hangouts and maybe that you know that they don't want to cause that panic they don't want that kind of bad branding because if you had to pick between you know if if it was revealed that someone was using skype for this kind of stuff that'd be a big deal or zoom right and it's like well which service are you going to use which which service is your company going to patronize the one that child molesters use or the other one right well and it's, it's not fair that we don't have the transparency to these kinds of things because again there's so many questions still left on the table that aren't answered but then they're just like well we know that it's worse than just this and it's like oh well then how bad is it well yeah and that's the thing is that we're all creative people so we come up with even probably pretend we either potentially come up with stories this goes back to what i said earlier that are worse than what it really is or we don't know the fucking half of it well because like in the case of like this this other potential video that's what daisy's destruction started as was just a rumor that couldn't exist that sounds so ridiculous who would who, who, who could do that to children but guess what it was real so it's like oh okay well i suppose maybe you know then that opens up the possibilities to these things and and maybe they do exist but i i want to I, I do want to talk about another case um a different case that is very public everybody knew about it um do you have anything else to add about the peter scully situation specifically? not specifically i, I okay. got some overall statements sure. that i'll make it sure <laughs> at least so, continue. And, we'll, and we'll get there um so you know remember how i said we would circle back to snow films sure wow it happened uh one of the first actually the first snuff film that that we know of to date did come out and uh it ended up being not exactly i guess how we expected a snuff film to surface um but that it falls into the criteria of exactly what it was so i don't know if you've heard of this um other people may have and i don't you might have pat i think we've kind of talked about it before uh one lunatic one ice pick you know about that one mm, vaguely familiar but please enlighten myself sure sure so a video surfaced on uh, actually i think it was on best gore and it was titled one lunatic one ice pick and uh it's very very graphic you you can watch the whole thing these are adults it's not illegal for you to watch it if you really want to watch it but again once you look into the void it looks back at you so at your own risk uh you know do your thing but um and it's it basically shows uh this guy in like a morph suit 
and he's on top of another guy laying on a bed and he stabs him with like this makeshift ice pick thing it, to me it looks more like a screwdriver um and and it does horrific things to to the corpse um there's cannibalism there's necrophilia it's hardcore it's hardcore and uh some people might recognize this case specifically if you didn't know if the name didn't immediately jump out at you um you've probably heard about it on the netflix hit show don't fuck with cats i didn't yeah. watch that show actually <laughs> yeah yeah and uh so uh luke this is uh luca magnata was was the ice pick wielder uh-huh. and here's the thing about luca magnata okay started off with cats where he did he started off torturing not well i guess it was mostly i think it was always cats he did like three videos of him killing cats in horrific ways and put them out there and luca was very um attention seeking in general yes. and so oh my um, god what a case you know it, it is it is a case as a matter of fact um you know i didn't know if i was ready for this or not because i already do so much but you know what fuck it it's uh 2021 and, and we're doing stuff um i have an entire script written on this guy to do a formal youtube video to explain the case and uh what happened there so if you're subscribed to the from the ashes youtube channel um one of these days i'm not gonna say when but one of these days that will be on there um as well as uh so i'll be doing you know a lot like the show but more in depth uh you know true crime yeah, watch the netflix good. show though because the chick that cra- helped crack that case she's not too bad looking for a thick internet <laughs> woman she is right up my fucking alley and the whole well the whole group of people are so goddamn impressive uh the way this all went down by just random fucking people on the internet was beautiful it really was a beautiful moment horrific events but beautiful um they were onto this guy they you know they they found this guy was torturing cats on the internet you can't do that shit so they they were tracking this motherfucker down and they kept telling authorities listen he's it's gonna get worse it's gonna get worse they had him tagged, and it did get worse with one lunatic one ice pick and um you know again everything bad that you can think of in one video it's in there i mean mm-hmm. you know you can't find fucking necrophilia anywhere else except for maybe the dark web maybe you know you <laughs> and it's just out there on the internet for everybody to see um but this technically qualifies as you know as a snuff film because his sole purpose for making this was because he knew these people were onto him he knew it he was the the star of that show he was probably they had this whole facebook group and everything dedicated to trying to catch this guy and Mm -hmm. he was absolutely in that group i don't think it's ever been proven that he was but he definitely was you know when he was arrested he was arrested at at an internet cafe reading articles about himself right (laughs) so you know he did this it wasn't for money he didn't distribute this for money but he did it for likes and he was like a fake he was like a fake like instagram model he was and if he came out today he'd be a fucking soundcloud rapper too or some shit well i mean this was within the last 10 years i mean this was pretty recent so yeah but he was he was uh one of these people that's like i don't know you not that's the crazy part too is that i don't know maybe I, i know a couple people that are just a few notches below him in that level of narcissism when it comes to fucking the internet right and it's not that like the dude's obviously fucking crazy but uh it's very relatable it's a very good story all around he's definitely watched don't fuck with cats a lot of people are were nervous about watching it because they don't want to see the cats being now they don't show the whole videos they do show yeah 
ah, there's one when he drowns the cat in the bathtub that man that fucked me up but they, they didn't show him drown the cat in the bathtub but they show it pretty much right up into the last moment so it, it is hard but th- just don't don't look you know once you see a cat on the screen just don't look wait till the people start talking again and then you can look um right. you know but it's it's worth the watch because it's a fucking crazy ride these these people that helped find this guy and figure out who he was they're amazing people and they deserve everything in the world and you the know, one chick ain't bad looking yeah they're fucking and pat has a real big crush on the one chick so if you're um i don't, I don't even know her her real name i don't think she ever said her real name um but if you're listening to the show um, well it's gonna be mrs o'sullivan one day <laughs> <laughs> you stop it <laughs> At least for one night. <laughs> so anyway, um, but yeah, no, the one lunatic, one ice pick video did finally um, break that mystery. So we had Peter Scully who kind of broke the red rooms, and now we've we've got Luca McNada who broke the uh, snuff film virginity at least and made it official. So it's not that these things aren't possible because they've already happened, <laughs> and we know that they have. Um, and it's like i said horrific horrific shit and it is sad and it's hard and it's heavy to think that we live in a world where this stuff exists but again like i said i don't think that it's on the scale that people that are are into this and that's weird to say that you're into this stuff but you know i kind of mentioned we kind of talked about one last episode i read about this stuff because it helps me coke coke (laughs) it helps me do coke um i read about it because it helps me cope with i keep saying coke obviously um sleep day weekend man it's all right it's like a three-day slip here (laughs) um you know it helps me deal with my my trauma and it does as weird as that sounds and i can't explain it to you but being a you know two-time child sex trafficking victim you know it's some pretty heavy stuff so um you know if you're into this stuff and and you're in but you're into finding the real stories behind it you'll find out that um there is probably a lot more than we know about i'm sure uh it does absolutely happen it's enough that we need to bring attention to so that we can have people upset about it. you should get mad about it you should demand more you know we should be demanding that these these authority figures that we pay for you know do something about this uh you should be donating your money to organizations like thorn uh, which is ran actually I found it by Ashton Kutcher uh, who helps child sex trafficking victims and uh, you know you, you should be doing these things because we don't want this to become normal we don't want people to become so desensitized to it that it's just like oh whatever and then it just gets worse and worse and worse could we ever end up in a world where everybody's just you know killing people on the internet for money and, and molesting kids and probably not but you know the fact that it's happening at all is not good either um but you know this stuff is very real you know you 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 hear the rumors and you know we've even talked about some of those rumors here and i don't think that red rooms are rampant i but they exist i don't think that snuff films are rampant but they exist um and you know people should know fact from fiction and kind of what the deal is and what's going on so i don't know that's how i feel about it what do you think pat yeah um I don't know. I've, uh, I think there's a part of me that, um, really likes to believe that this is all just kind of isolated incident stuff. Um, 
And then there's a part of me that kind of knows better. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, there's a part of me that has watched enough porn on kind of normal websites with, uh, you know, <laughs> like amateur porn with uh, pregnant chicks where you look at that and you say, you know, what do you think is going to happen? Like, here's, here's a pregnant woman having sex with like a, a handful of dudes while she's pregnant. And what are the chances that that kid is going to grow up and have a normal life? <laughs> you know, probably not very good. You know, what is the, what, what are the chances that she's engaged in this ridiculous fucking behavior while she's nine months pregnant on some video, some amateur video that showed up on like, you know, X hamster or something. What are the chances that when that camera turned off, you know, she started taking her prenatal vitamins and that kid was born into a healthy, happy home. And spent the rest of his life, you know, playing softball and 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 being in the in the school band and doing all of it. You know what I mean? Like, what are the chances? Probably not very fucking good. Okay, so like, we know there's a lot of really fucking wacky motherfuckers out there, and we know that for some people, human life is pretty cheap. And if the only thing that keeps kind of this thin veneer of society in place is the fact that the daylight shines on it or that there's cameras around or something how hard is it to just go behind closed doors and then suddenly all bets are off right um you know have you ever heard the conspiracy theories about like skeleton farms and and other countries and stuff no so supposedly there's there's countries and I'm not going to name which ones because I don't want to be uh, responsible for spreading racism or mistrust or xenophobia. But there's there's countries that are, you know, a few notches above what you would expect a third world shithole to be. Where, you know, human life is very cheap and there's accusations that in, in some of these countries, you know, people could basically be born and kept in these in certain conditions just for kind of organ harvesting or, oh yeah i've heard of this I've yeah of or like skeletons they you know just for, for sure cadaver labs or whatever um or medical classrooms and uh you know i don't necessarily know if if that's true or not but this idea that we have in america where every birth is documented and on the radar and how could a, how could a child be born and then and murdered how do how do kids just disappear you know how many cases have you heard about women that are kidnapped and then kept in basements and they have two or three rape babies from their from their kidnappers you know and oh yeah that happens that, yeah that should happen so you know and that's happened that that happens with fucking hillbillies in the middle of nowhere imagine if you had a, if you had money and you had resources available to you and you had more space Right. You know, all of this stuff is very, 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 very possible. Very possible. These are not huge leaps of logic that we're taking or that I'm taking to to assume that this stuff could happen. Um, I think it very well could. And the, the size and extent of it, once again, maybe our own paranoia and mistrust and, you know, bloodthirstiness to some level is kind of blowing out of proportion. You know, when QAnon people talk about this, we love to just kind of laugh at them and, and say, like, you guys are projecting, right? <laughs> but, I mean, look at this. Then you see this stuff. 
And how far off is this from what they're kind of talking about, right? Now, maybe they don't use the right words or they don't articulate themselves the right way, but the sentiment, the the sentiment, the, the mistrust of people in power with money and, and uh, authority, I mean, I get that. And the idea that this kind of projection that they have is that everybody is, you know, there's, there's all these pedophiles or this cabal or this underground network or this, you know, underground pipeline of human trafficking. How, how much more proof do we need that it exists yeah. in some capacity? It does. It, it, it 100% fucking does. And, you know, that's not to say that all these Q fucking people were even remotely close to getting it right. But, no, not even close. But how, I don't know. I, that's the thing is that like, I don't know to, to, to be able to say that they're nowhere near getting it right. That means that we know what getting it right is. And we well, don't, I mean, uh, you know, because again, we, you know, talked about how expensive these videos were that the guy was putting out there. You know, we know we have a price tag on it. Um, and so we know that people don't, you know, people that people don't just have 10, 10 grand laying around and, you know, to throw at something like this. So we know yeah. That. But you know what, if you're, if you're, if you have, if you're a politician, you do. Right. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. People don't just have that kind of money laying around just to invest in. I mean, can you imagine spending just t- talk about regular porn? Can you imagine every time you watched one porn spending 10 grand on that one porn? No, <laughs> because I don't, I don't have money like that. Um, but, you know, I would you know, that's just not anyway. Um, so, you know, again, we know kind of the idea of what type of people, you know, we, we we're working with here, but it's not happening it's not happening at the capacity that people think it is you know it's not every single politician and every single you know big corporate you know business owner or you know big pharma or whoever it's not all these people participating in it i would say that most people are not uh i would say most people are not cut that way to be honest with you um even even some of the rich people are not cut well then again there's not as many rich people in the world as you know we'd like to believe either so that's a different pool we're taken from with a different set of circumstances but i would say most people in general are not cut that way and don't have a desire to harm people or things like that now we do know that regular joes do do it we know that they do regular joes um (laughs) you know we know that uh they do you know partake in in these things and you know victimizing people in whatever capacity you know we're very aware that that happens every single day all the time you know we have registered sex offenders that have absolutely no money so obviously you know they're, they're they exist in every class um but no it definitely doesn't happen on the scale that people think it does it doesn't happen the way that people think it does i'm not saying that there isn't a baby farm somewhere just cutting out slaves and this that and the other i can't say that for sure but as someone who was in a Hollywood sex ring, I can say it's not happening the way people think it's happening. It's actually much simpler than that. And, um, you know, it doesn't need to be that way. But, no, I, I don't think it's it's like a cue definitely, I don't think, got it right. Well, not, not to minimize your own experiences, but, I mean, whatever you were involved with was was what it was. And there could be different experiences out there. Um, well, sure. Ab- there absolutely yeah. could be. You know, and and not to mention other countries and not to mention, you know, I don't know. I mean, we live in a, you know, world where Burger King and McDonald's and Wendy's exists. There's there's multiple ways to make a hamburger. You know, there's got to be multiple ways to traffic a fucking person. That's why I said I can't say that these things don't happen. It's just that, you know, we we can only 
base what's possible off of things that we know we already have is possible um, and then go on an offshoot from there so we can kind of look at the research and and look at like I said what we do know and and look at those numbers um, and and see it so like that tells me that because like Peter Scully is really the only person that's ever been caught and he was caught and convicted again he was caught on something totally different so if all these big name people's people were in on it you know it sounds like that guy was supplying them you know was itching their scratch why would the politicians not make sure that he didn't go to jail you know that didn't it wasn't like it was big news or anything they could have easily let that guy walk away and they didn't um but again he's only example of anything like this so therefore it, that just tells me that's a very small pool of of people that that are into that thing obviously there are people that are into it but it's not as big as say you know when you actually look at child sex trafficking the ages are typically between the ages of 12 and 17 and that's most of the time what we're looking at you know so again i'm not saying that it doesn't happen i just don't think that it happens as much as people think it does it does happen just doesn't happen the way that people think i hope to god you're right i i you know what at minimum i would like to think that i'm right <laughs> and that's what gets me through the day <laughs> so i will i will run with that <laughs> yeah as a parent like exactly I think, yeah we kind of have to yeah um we do Otherwise, we never let our kids leave their house. Leave but their house. I, I would like to think that people, for the most part, and I do, and I know a lot of people agree with this, but I do think people, for the most part, are not bad people. There's a lot of bad people that do a lot of bad things. Um, or, I'm sorry, there's a lot of good people that do a lot of bad things. And there are people, like, again, I expressed how I felt about pedophiles, and I just think they they don't need to live anymore once they hit that point. They, it's, un, it's unforgiven. Um, but... I think that most people don't have that need and desire to harm people to that extent. Um, I don't think that that's the norm. All right. Well, there's your, there's your conclusion. Um, if you were, you know, curious about, uh, about these things, um, it's hard. It's hard to explain these topics when, again, we talked about Peter Scully and a lot of the information just isn't available. Um, but, you know, for the most part, we've tried to say what is real and what isn't um, as, as much as we can. But uh, the world's a very, very weird place. So um, anything is possible, that's for sure. But with that being said, we'll <laughs> see you guys back here next Wednesday.